Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We've got Mikel Antonio on the telly and Man City giving it some welly. Welcome to Ramble React. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Andy Brassel. Great music, great times, just chitter chat and pints with me and Andy Brassel. How are you doing, Andy? Do you enjoy the football tonight? You're dressed yeah. in a rather big sort of body warmer. Uh, is it cold yeah. where you are? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out it's a body warmer, Pete, mm. because it's often um, mischaracterised as me wearing a coat indoors. I've deliberately worn a check overshirt beneath to underline the fact that it is a gilet mm. and not a coat this evening. I, I think gilet inside, fine coat inside, not fine. And I've lived in some very cold properties in the northeast of England. So I think I would have an excuse either way, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And you're looking after the pennies. We're in the middle of an energy crisis. Or a exactly. two-year energy crisis exactly. anyway. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's funny. I, I, the first student house I lived in in Newcastle, I mean, it, it was so cold you could see your own breath in there. And we had um, one video. We were so poor. We had one video... Um, which was Groundhog Day, obviously, uh, recorded off the TV. Um, And we used to sit there watching it in our coats. And my mate Rich, he had lost one of his hard contact lenses and he had lost one lens out of his glasses. So (laughs) he would would put... But but it was the opposite one, fortunately. So he would put in one contact lens and put his glasses on to watch that it was like something out of bottom it was in ridiculous the, in the kingdom of the blind that man is getting exiled because he's a mess <laughs> to be quite frank he's not to be trusted fantastic well look the image of you in your student house warming your hands by the massive bifty you've got on the go it really is good stuff um speaking of your sartorial elegance did you see michael antoni on the telly looking like all of drew hill fantastic <laughs> I thought I thought it was it was quite arty. It's like mm. the um, it's like the is is there an episode of The Simpsons where Barney marry, marries Yoko Ono? 
Yes, I, I, I number eight. Uh, number eight. Uh, that one. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Is that those those kind of vibes? I thought. Yeah, I, I look out for the for that noise. Uh, um, that pretty soon because uh, Andy, I don't mind admitting uh, admitting with my mittens uh, that um, to enchant you uh, because you're a man of European stylings and um, you like you like your European um, tucker. Uh, I ate half a panettone that we'd had from Christmas, <laughs> um, and my stomach uh, has started complaining like you wouldn't believe. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd chase me losses which you should never do, Ivan. I went for a um, big ball of kind of like Donaldson tapas. Uh, Brie, budget piccalilli, a little pot of garlic buttermilk uh, meal from KFC and some mango. Pick that one out of the net. (laughs) Pick that one out of your teeth. Don will be having that on OTC game of the week. <laughs> certainly will, certainly will. Uh, well, uh, in the football tonight, uh, there was a Premier League match taking place. It was Brentford 1, Manchester City 3. This game made it 45 goals in this Premier League game week, which is a new record. I've not looked at my fantasy team for about three seasons now. I'm sure they're faring well. It's going to be a bumper week for some people, isn't it, Andy? Uh, yeah, it, it will be, uh, especially those people who've uh, are queuing up on Twitter going, oh, I brought back Holland and I triple captained him and I dropped Foden <laughs> to, uh, to 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 give him a go, yeah. which is is obviously quite amusing. Um, it's, it's it's funny. I'm I'm thinking a lot about City's succession plan today because mm. KDB is back, the hair is definitely back, yeah, and yet you've got Foden running the show, and um, this I think was probably about as entertaining as a City game against Brentford could get. Now, I know some people out there will will say, well, it would have been more entertaining if Brentford had beaten them like they did twice last season. Now, that might be true in terms of the balance of the league. But the fact that Brentford took the lead, despite the fact they were getting absolutely marmalised during that first half, um, missed a ton of chances. And it was just the timing of the goal. You know, you would have felt more inclined to believe that it would go on a little bit longer had Brentford been winning at halftime, I, I suppose. Mm. And then you got to see City do all their party tricks after 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 halftime. And that felt about as satisfying as it could get, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that that's what a full-strength Man City side looks like. I mean, I can't mm. think of another Premier League team, Andy, with so few absences uh, and coming at such a useful time for them. Hmm. Yeah, that's that 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 is that is true, but I do think those injuries, like I said, have have, have left their mark because mm. it's definitely affected the balance of of power in the team. Now I know when Kevin De Bruyne came back at um, Newcastle and obviously turned that game in the space of what twenty five minutes or, or, yeah. or so, it's easy to slot into the oh yeah, he's, he's the, the best playmaker in the world, he's he's the best midfielder in the league, what whatever. Um, I, I think we can't really say that that is the case anymore because he's missed like such a huge chunk of this season. Mm. And like I said, this season, in terms of City being the Death Star, well, the Death Star that doesn't get blown up and keeping on rolling and rolling and rolling for seasons to come, um, charges for financial skullduggery notwithstanding, this really feels like the season that they're building that because of... Foden's age because of the way he's played because of the role he's played mm. this season and you talked about uh, Michael Antonio afterwards going oh I feel he should play for England more and 
if Marcus was here, obviously he'd say, well, you've got to justify yourself. You've got to say who you're going to leave out or whatever. We're not going to do that working because we're not Lions Watch. But I think <laughs> on, on, an, on a night like that, you think Foden could run any team. And this is the season. This, is, this has been his sort of coming out season, hasn't it, really? The, the fact that before it felt like he was nice to have. Now mm. it feels more discernibly like he's running City. And De Bruyne will be nice to have in the running, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Forden was showing the kind of um, clinical finishing that uh, Haaland didn't at times. Like, Haaland mm. obviously had a couple of chances that either hit the keeper's legs or he just couldn't get quite in the place that he needed to be to sort of finish off. But he, he's obviously coming back to full fitness. But when you've got a football like Phil Forden, I mean, it, it, I think this is only only a second hat-trick um, in, in his career. But uh, there they were some tidy, tidy finishes. The, the, the second um, with, with the, um, the, the header, header, that glancy and fancy. I mean, you, you put your, 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 yourself in the, in the shoes of the Brentford defenders, uh, Andy, um, and then punch yourself in the stomach because you were awful at that point. <laughs> it was really yeah, probably. astonishingly kind of like, everyone just thought, he's got to be offside. But he wasn't, and and he finished beautifully. You don't see those kind of like, oh, they're not. It's not even a cushioned header. It's just like I just need to get something on it, and I know exactly where I'm going to put it. And the keeper just kind of whiffs it into the back of the net. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was almost like a messy header, wasn't it? It was. Yes. It was that sort of uh, rarity, that sort of deliciousness, mm. wasn't it? And I kind of think that you know, when when a keeper gets a decent hand on something and it goes in anyway, mm. the inclination is to blame the goalkeeper but it felt like Flecken was a little bit off balance for that and yeah. it's because well you wouldn't expect Phil Foden to head it would you no, <laughs> it's, it's really it's really that simple so maybe that's why his weight distribution wasn't quite right and he ended up diving over a, a little bit further um in the wrong direction than, than, he, than he wanted to it was, it was a really really mm. good header though um but I think the, the 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 chat online about how brilliant Mark Flecken was um Obviously, he made a load of saves during that first half, mm. and quite a lot of them were good saves. But I don't think there are any, I can't believe he's done that kind of saves. They mm. all felt like savable saves if you're a decent goalkeeper, if, if, if that makes sense. It felt to me more like Brentford doing quite a good job defending, so a lot of those City shots were from outside the penalty area anyway. Well, I mean, obviously, um, Flecken, I think it was the um, most saves made in the first half uh, Flecken's nine saves was the mm. it was the most made in a single uh, Premier League half since records began surely records just began with the start of the Premier League if it's a Premier League record surely surely <laughs> yeah, someone's exactly. gone back and forth we, there's not that much to kind of pile through can we not just set AI on this <laughs> uh, but um, I mean Brentford like, like you say I think Brentford could be really really not pleased because obviously they've lost the match and obviously they they um, they performed very well in the two um, previous fixtures um, last season home and away and and, and very few um, teams have, have, have gone three uh, against Man City in order I think Liverpool uh, managed it back in 15-16 uh, but I think with uh, I'm getting emotional by uh, the, Brentford, <laughs> the Brentford performance. I think the, the the Brentford fans, although they haven't seen um, a lot of points getting racked up, but recently uh, you would probably say. Um, I, I think having such a um, talismanic sort of presence like Ivan Tony, the way that he kind of like for, for their goal for for, for Morpé's goal, the way that he sort of leans into the player and sort of basically takes someone out. And Flecken got his assist, I believe. I mean, obviously. It came to him directly from a goal kick and you can't be offside from a goal kick. 
But um, every time I see Tony and uh, Mopai at the moment, I just feel a little bit sad because, you know, it's not a partnership that's going to last, obviously, because no. Ivan Tony is going to be off next season. I would love them, the, the pair of them, to be a Premier League mainstay because mm. I, I went to Spurs Brentford last week and they are just so incredibly annoying together yeah. in every way. You can't pick who's the little brother because they're both little brother <laughs> level of annoying. You know, they, are, they are just insufferable, really. And, um, you know, people manifesting it as the, the dart celebration was, you know, uh, you know what made them annoying. It's, it's not. They're just annoying. That was mm. their vessel for that day, yeah. by the way. And, and it just so happened because they're annoying, they really got under James Madison's skin in, 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 in that particular moment. But, you know, he was, Mopai was, he, he was getting into it with Ruben Diaz, wasn't he? Every, every, every corner um, that, that, that he, was, he, was, he was picking him up. And um, yeah, he's just, don't stop, Neil. We're enjoying it. We're enjoying mm. it. Well, um, uh, speaking of celebrations, um, obviously, uh, Phil Forden, uh, another projectile <sighs> celebration. Doing the old gun guns, doing the old M16, doing little Kalashnikovs. These young men better be careful. Conscription is round the corner, and they are of age. That's all I'm saying. They are <laughs> of age. Um, it's you, you, I, I hated to see it the first time. I didn't like it the second. <laughs> Andy, the man needs to stop scoring because I don't like seeing I don't like seeing guns in football. Quite frankly, no. no well, I, I suppose in in terms of lameness, it's kind of the same level as. The, the, the Robbie Keane cartwheel really isn't mm. it I, yeah. I mean I, I just don't want to see it because it's rubbish <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they, yeah I, I'm not going to read anything into it I'm just going I'm, ju I'm just saying that it just it just sucks man it absolutely sucks it, it does uh, it's rubbish I think there are there, there are obviously certain um, media outlets that if it was Raheem Sterling would be oh, yeah. taking a completely different spin on it uh, but it's not it's Phil Foden and he will grow out of it and get a better celebration because he's going to score more and more goals. So he really needs to get a better celebration. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. All right, we'll be back in a second, and we'll be going to talk about uh, both teams in the uh, in the scope of the Premier League. Where are Man City going? Where are Brentford going? You'll find out next because Andy will tell us. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. see what happens. Thank you, Pat. You're very welcome. And Happy New Year. All right, we're back with Rambo Reacts. Pete and Andy are talking about, well, the football match that uh, uh, that took place uh, this evening. Brentford 1, Manchester City 3. Uh, Forden with a hat-trick and more pay with Brentford's goal. Brentford have now dropped 26 points from winning positions this season. The most of any side. Are they in trouble? Can they be in trouble when there's some absolute dross in this league? <laughs> That, that, that last point is a very compelling one, Pete, mm. I, I have to say. Mm. But I, I think they are in a bit of trouble. Um, I guess Tony coming up back has made everyone forget what the table actually looks like. You know, mm. it feels like they've kept him beyond um, the January transfer window, despite his best efforts to get them to sell him in at what, what can only be described as an incredible display of ingratitude yeah. um, after, after the last little while. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 there, there's always, it always feels like there's one team who ran about February, you feel are safe and they're, they're, they're definitely not safe. And, mm. You don't need any particular foresight to see that. I mean, you talked about the the numbers there. I think because um, they have like competed in every game, it feels like you, you said it at the top when you went, "Oh, I don't know if they'll be too disappointed with that." You know, they, they played pretty well, and I had the same feeling when I went to Spurs Brentford last week. They made it really difficult for Spurs, and they could have easily mm. got something out of that. And you can look so many of these other games and and think that, especially recently, especially since Ivan Tony's come back. But let me hit you with their fixture list to come because it is absolutely horrendous, particularly when you consider there are only three points above the, the bottom three at the mm. moment. So they're going to Wolves, uh, they're right. home to Liverpool, oh. away to Man City, again, win that rearranged game that they're off at the Club World Cup for. Um, then they've got to go to West Ham, Chelsea, away to Arsenal, Burnley, which is like that, that, that is like the third week, fourth week of of March, and you think, okay, that's that's doable. And then Man United, Brighton, Villa, there are some really tough games in there. Yeah. If you said to me in six weeks' time they'll be firmly ensconced in the bottom three, I would believe you quite easily. Yeah. 
it, I mean, reading those fixtures out, I mean, I, I, I felt a wave of nausea. It might have been the Palatone. <laughs> it might very well have been uh, the league table. So Man City are now above Arsenal in second. And if they win their final game in hand, they will go top of the table. It, Man City, for me, feels like we've left the baby unattended and it's pulled a a big cup of coffee onto the floor and 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 we've only got ourselves to blame we allowed man city to get back into this and it's happened it's happening they've got their game in hand which i think is against brentford i believe is it I'm yes it is yes, it, it is, is at the etihad yeah You're right they will look forward to uh, to perfecting the form phil ford and et al um yeah it's it's like man city are, they're, they're doing it and they and they're coming into form and they are injuryless at a really really helpful time yeah, that they are. And I think as well, if you look at the Champions League last 16 tie they have against Copenhagen, who really deserved to come out of that group um, with Bayern that had um, obviously Manchester United and Galatasaray in it. Mm. Obviously, um, they're well run. Uh, they, they, they were good in the group. So just, come on, it's, it's the draw that City wanted. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the draw that a lot of teams wanted. And... Um, City are, are going to be delighted with that. It, it feels like um, they've results-wise kicked into ominous form without really hitting their best yet. You know, I think there are a couple more gears to to go as as, as well. You know, you, you said it about Holland looking a, a little bit rusty tonight. I think that's mm. fair as well. So you've got more to come uh, from him. De Bruyne is still feeling his way back gradually. You know, they've just got such an incredible amount of options, really. And um, yeah, I, I, I think a, a few people out there have made the point that Pep Guardiola might have been sitting there watching um, Arsenal-Liverpool earlier. And I know Jim said about making your own luck in case of Arsenal. Um, it was an enjoyable, but it was kind of an error-strewn game. I don't think there's mm. any getting around that, really. So I think from City's perspective, you think, huh, these two are our closest contenders. Okay, well, um, yeah, you, you go for it, lads. We'll be we waiting. could probably keep it a bit tidier than you and tighter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you sort of um, see uh, Man City? I mean, would you expect? Um, I, I'd very much like this if Pep Guardiola at the end of the season, um, Thelma and Louise style, just got in a, a convertible with uh, Klopp and just drove off <laughs> into, into the distance. Imagine if they had some kind of weird pact going, and they both agreed to leave at the same time, but Pep <laughs> didn't put out his press release, and now Klopp is uh, is left holding the baby. Uh, Man City though are strengthening even further. They've uh, agreed a deal to sign a Savio who's currently uh, on loan at Girona. Uh, Andy Brassel, uh, your take on, on on this man? I don't know much about him because I'm me, uh, but you do because you're you. I don't, well, there will there'll be lots of people pretending to, to, to know him, Pete. Mm. So, you know, you know, you could have okay, lent into that. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> but um, uh, the, the interesting thing is he's, he's City Group all over. He's on loan mm. from Troyes, who are the French arm of the City Football Group. So mm. he's belonged to Troyes for going on two years, but he's never played for them and he never will play for them. They're, they're in the French second division. He's mm. uh, 19 years old. He can um, play. He's a left footer. He plays either a um, winger or as a left winger or as, as, as a number 10. Mm. Um I think you can see exactly where he's going to fit in at City. And I think it's clear at the moment that what we're seeing is the Kevin De Bruyne farewell tour. You know, he's doing yeah. his full Kobe Bryant business and presumably on the last day of the season against whoever they're 
they're going to play West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, he's going to score a hat trick in that, isn't he? Like Kobe's 60 against uh, the Utah Jazz. It's going to be that sort of business. <laughs> so uh, I think you look at that. You look at the fact that Foden's playing inside more. Getting another left winger does kind of make sense. Mm. Um, and you just look at, you know, I think it's easy to say, even as someone who watches Girona regularly, it's, it's easy to look at it and think it's a massive step up to join Manchester City. But mm. then the bit you're always forgetting is the coaching. It seemed like a massive st- step up for Doku, but like in a, in a matter of weeks, really, Guardiola has turned him from an interesting player with a big upside into like near world beater. Mm. But you know, I would back Fabio to go there and and do uh, Savio to go there and, and and do pretty well. It's easy to look at a lot of players outside Manchester City at the moment, even belonging to their satellite clubs, and thinking. How on earth could they ever get near the first team there? But something happens when they start to train there. Yeah, (laughs) Pep happens, exactly. (laughs) It is like, I think, facing Manchester City, I mean, this season and and the back end of this season, also next season, Like it is is a little bit like, well, fun's coming inside. Who have we got now? Who have we got to do with it? It's like cutting off the head of a hydrange, having three groin in its place. It's not ideal. It really, really isn't. But uh, Man City's next Premier League games are all at home. Everton... Chelsea and, as we said just then, uh, Brentford. However, though, Man City have only kept one clean sheet in their last 12 league games. Is that Mm. indicative of some bigger issue or are they just dealing with players coming back and being a little bit rusty? I don't don't know, actually. I think you definitely feel that they give you a chance. Mm. And they gave... Brentford a few chances in, in, in that first half. It's quite there's... open, wasn't it? I was surprised yeah. at how well Brentford played and how some pretty rudimentary sort of overlapping seemed to sort of undo Man City a couple of times. Yeah, and just the straight ball for the, for mm. the goal, really. It kind of feels sometimes like City are, are setting themselves challenges or Guardiola is setting them challenges just to see like how they can get out. Of it. You know, there's a, there's a Houdini element to it, is, is, mm. isn't there, really? Um but, you know, you talked about it before with the personnel, really, how they set themselves those challenges. Like, last summer, they lost a couple of players, and you think, how on earth are they going to replace them? Especially Gundogan, the, the, the way he played in the back half of last season, mm. particularly. They'll do it again this summer, won't they? They'll, they'll lose a couple of players, and you think, it's absolutely impossible to replace those. And they do. They do it again yeah. and again and again. Uh, they, they love to find these these little puzzles and just to just to work them out just to make it interesting and I, and I guess yeah. like Gondoyne's kind of um, when, when he when he kind of moved further you know Pep basically pushed him up the field and went mm. oh he's so much better than he was last season and all I had to do was just move him up the pitch and then they got rid of him and it's kind of like it, it does feel like Pep's sort of setting himself these kind of labyrinthian little kind of puzzles and, and getting out of them every single time he's just bored the man's bored and he's <laughs> toying with us for crying out loud it's very upsetting and isn't it yeah it, it really is actually but look i i, I want to believe in the jeopardy of the the back end of this premier league so what i'm mm. going to do is as soon as we finish recording this i am going to turn all the lights off and watch mm. the whole 90 plus minutes of arsenal versus liverpool again that's what I'm going oh, to do for, from yesterday. Go. Yeah, sort of getting the zone. It's, it's like, I remember someone once saying to me, the first time you watch Apocalypse Now, you've got to watch it really hammered in the dark. And I, I think there's, there's, there's something to that. Someone from your studio now, Sandy. 
<laughs> obviously it wasn't possible because I only had Groundhog Day but exactly you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, is the, what are the best conditions to watch Groundhog Day in the cold in a student digs in, in, in Newcastle exactly. warming exactly. yourself by, by an old VCR uh, well um, we obviously did have a uh, Football Rambo show recorded earlier today uh, this show is going to be going out uh, very very soon indeed but moments after the end of today's show Neil Warnock put scroll to paper scroll to paper no pen to scroll uh, and he was announced as Aberdeen's new manager until the end of the season he said he'd turned down jobs with three times the money in order to go to Aberdeen now knowing a little bit about Aberdeen and that that league I don't think that's as impressive as it should be really three times the money that Aberdeen can offer me I, I don't think that's a lot of money <laughs> I don't think that's a big shout Andy <laughs> no, I, I I wonder actually, yeah. and it's, it's it's funny. You know, you know, you see clubs that um, qualify for Europe, and you think it's it's horrible because it's the lack of romance in the modern game. But you see yeah. clubs qualify for Europe, and you think, yeah, they ain't built for this. They're really yeah. going to struggle. And Aberdeen have got this incredible European history as well. You think mm. uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, and you know that glue pot of a pitch in Gothenburg, and cup with his cup and all, all that mm. sort of, against Real Madrid and all that sort of stuff um, but but these days you know them having to come up against um, Pauk and Eintracht Frankfurt it's, it's impossible really yeah. it's, it's, it's so so tough so that is really done for, for Barry Robson but look from the Warnock factor obviously I think it's, it's not unfair of the pair of us or not presumptuous for the pair of us to say the official ramble position is hooray I think the second part of that is, I, I mean, he's always been quite firm about I'm going to continue living in Cornwall. I mm. mean, he is really testing that theory this time, isn't he? I mean, it, maybe yeah. maybe there maybe there is an easy jet flight up to uh, up to Aberdeen from fly somewhere B. in the south south south. Fly B, but, won't it? Yeah, <laughs> it'll be one of them. Be, it'll, be. it'll be one of them. Like it'll be exposed propellers. You won't. You won't have an. End, you won't have a turbine. You'll have an expo. You'll have a turbo prop for crying out loud. Well, um, speaking of uh, planes, Andy, um, Jesse Lingard. Uh, did you say everyone was? I think a thousand people on Flight Radar Twenty Four. One of my favourite websites. After has to be said. Um, yes. They were. Um, yeah, they, a thousand people were watching him um, on on Flight Radar, and all of the usual plane spotters were going. Why? why is everyone watching this particular plane? But it was because Jesse Lingard was heading from presumably London to uh, to Seoul to to uh, Itaewon Airport. I think it's Itaewon Airport, the name of it. Um, and yeah, the um, Jailings uh, dropped down, and he was handed a flute at arrivals in Seoul Airport. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's 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 a it's. I made the joke on my notes, wrote it down. I said, I'll say that on the show. Marcus jumped in the WhatsApp group, did the joke about Paul Gascoigne. You came on the Riverside <laughs> call. You did the joke about about Paul Gascoigne. Finn did it. Producer Finn. I, like, I'm not even saying it. Don't don't even mention Paul Gascoigne, Andy Brassel. How dare you? you? You know what? You know what? But can I mention Gaza? That's the question. You can mention Gaza. Thank you. <laughs> uh, look, look, if we were the Wu-Tang Clan, which I think in the football podcast community... We kind of are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not a big deal to it's not a big deal to bite each other's lines, is it? So it's no. all share and share and share alike. And you know, if you've ever seen the Ramble the live show, we we start the run with so many jokes, and they all get absorbed by everyone else. <laughs> other other parts of the team. It's very upsetting. 
<laughs> hands, hands off Pete's jokes, everyone. Hands off. Hands Pete's off jokes. my jokes. They. I, I don't think anyone can steal my jokes. They're very. <laughs> they're not really jokes, Andy. They're they're just sentences. Um, but I mean, <laughs> FC Seoul are six-time K League champions. Um, twice reached the final of the Asian Champions League, and uh, you know, I, I love that part of the world, and I do think the standard of living is much higher than something you would expect um, with a similar kind of income. Like, he's going to have a lot of fun. If he can stick it out and if he's not just one of those kind of Gary Licker footballers who gets in a car at the start of the day um, from his hotel, goes to training, comes home, stays in his hotel, goes to the football match, comes back to his hotel. Um, If he kind of goes in with two feet, so to speak, I think he's going to have a bloody brilliant time. Seoul is one of the best cities in the world. I, he could have some incredible stories to tell. I mean, I always yeah. think about one of my favourite players, uh, Andre Piergignac, who mm. left Marseille um, at 31. Mm. He could have he could have gone elsewhere for a hell of a lot of money. Mm. He ended up choosing to go to Tigres in, in Mexico. Mm. And you, you can tell in France when they're writing about a player moving somewhere, um, if they're really looking down their nose at the league yeah. that they're writing about, because they put, um, uh, he's, he's going to a slightly more exotic league, is the way <laughs> they, 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 they put it. And you're like, that's so snobby. Anyway, Gignac has gone there 200, years, 200 goals later, 200 years later, it feels like that. But 200 goals later, he's, he's gone along at an average of about, what, 25 a year, 25, mm. 30 a year. And he's top scorer in their history. And, you know, he's lived an incredible experience. And it's that, it kind of gets me thinking, you know, like when we look up down our noses a bit, at, say, Saudi Arabia. Now, I, I realise for some people, it genuinely is a human rights thing. And it genuinely is um, a sense of these players at the peak of their career are going to a shit league for the, for the money. Okay, fine. Yeah. But I, I think... Some, a lot of people have missed out the fact that Saudi has an incredible football culture. It does have an incredible football culture. And, you know, whatever you think of the people who run the country, that, that will not cease to be the case. So I think it's easy for us to forget with our Premier League-centric, or in my case, maybe Europe-centric view of football, that actually there are all these other places where you can have an amazing time and not just mm. in terms of like going and living in the city and having a brilliant time. Like I'm sure you would in Seoul or, or Tokyo or Osaka or, or, or whatever. But I think there are football cultures out there that people are not connected to at yeah. all where you could live incredible experiences. And I, I hope he does. And I, I hope he becomes a legend there. Mm. Fantastic. Well, that. Feeling a, bit, a little bit emotional there, Andy. I just, I just want Jesse Lingard to have a nice time and to, to be a success. Uh, well, you can join us uh, on Wednesday for the Ramble. The Ramble will be back. Myself, Andy, will be back with Marcus and Jim for the latest from the FA Cup replays, the adventures of Pascal uh, Chimbonda. He's uh, been... <laughs> I, I, I won't spoiler it. He's in more trouble. Uh, and Arturo Vidal's, quite frankly, ridiculous unveiling at his new club. Andy, quick line. How would you... I'll take you back to the student guess. Um, quick line. Uh, how, did you, how, how would you unveil yourself... At a new football club, if you had the opportunity, say you are landing in FC Seoul, uh, and you uh, what you've got, you could get unveiled in however 
many different ways that you that, that you could. Uh, you've got to choose one. How would you do it? Um, I would turn up with uh, Gabriel Byrne, Benicio del Toro, <laughs> uh, Stephen Baldwin, and right. Kevin Pollock, and um, people would have to pick me out of a lineup. Right. Very nice. I like that you seem to know exactly the actors who are in um, who are in uh, the Usual Suspects. So and exactly uh, the one you're not allowed to mention anymore. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, in the meantime, uh, you can find us on X, you can find us on TikTok, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on YouTube, at Football Ramble, and do subscribe to us on Spotify. We'll see you very soon indeed. Goodbye, Andy. Ta-ra. Bye. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 